Today's episode of the Film Stage Show is brought to you by MUBI, the online streaming cinema. For your free 30-day trial, go to mubi.com slash filmstage. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Film Stage Show, the movie review podcast for thefilmstage.com. As always, I am your host, Brian J. Rowan. With me today, we have Michael Snydell. Hello. And Bill Graham. Woo! (laughs) And we are here today to talk about the summer's most anticipated blockbuster event, the Meg, starring Jason Statham, directed by John Turtletob. Ooh. Yeah, and we are joined live in studio by Louis Armstrong singing Mac the Knife. Glad like to see everyone's excited for that. <laughs> I like the like Bayou uh, instrumentation. I was digging that. Yeah, yeah, man. Figured, you know, get away from Bobby Darren, but still go with an obvious choice. Anyway. Sure. Now I want some bourbon, though, so that's a problem. As a man who lives <laughs> off of bourbon, the desire for <laughs> bourbon is never a problem. It is always the best possible choice in any given situation. What was I going to say? Um, apologies for the last episode where my audio may not have sounded as beautiful and sonorous as it does now. I had to use a random headset thing that I had laying around. Because, uh, and this is going to be fun, I have a new computer now. So hopefully these episodes get out on time and uh, you don't hear the fan. Whatever on time means. Yeah, you don't hear the fan (laughs) of my computer in the background sometimes. And we don't have to have jokes about the fact that my computer is going to explode and kill me. Um, And I love love my new 13-inch MacBook Pro. Don't get me wrong. But the audio input in the headphone jack no longer exists which is really weird so i had to buy some weird chinese splitter thing and now it's working perfectly so <laughs> thank you cheap chinese electronics and, and speaking um, of chinese productions <laughs> hell yeah everything ties in today cheap chinese production <laughs> this was not cheap Two, was almost a, 200 million 178 i think is I, what thought it was, is. I thought it was 150 but it could be more who knows I guess I guess that that shark just ate it all up. Yeah, that shark really ate up the budget. <laughs> anyway, um, fifty. Yeah. So, so we're in a state right now. It's just the three <laughs> of us. Uh, no guests or anything. And uh, we're here to talk about a shark movie. One of our favorite pastimes on this show: talking sharks. Oh yeah. And um, before we get into that, patreon.com slash the film stage show. Go there. Help to give us money. The money that I have earned from Patreon has helped to put a down payment on this computer. So to every one of our patrons listening, you're the reason that I am no longer silently wishing that I would just die in my sleep and don't have to do this podcast anymore because my computer (laughs) is just dying on me. (laughs) Um, 
You're sure you're just talking about your computer there, right? The computer is one of a number of things. Okay. So, <laughs> um, also, we are brought to you by Mubi, the online streaming cinema. Every day, Mubi adds a brand new movie to their streaming service that you have 30 days to watch. So you have a constantly rotating selection of 30 films for you to enjoy. You can watch them on your smartphone if you're an absolute monster. You can watch them on your brand new 13-inch MacBook Pro. (laughs) You can watch them on your smart TV or any other streaming devices you have. And as I've said, uh, because movie keeps its selection small, you never have that crazy thing where you're like, oh my god, I should watch something. What am I going to do? I guess I'll just watch Mad Men again. And of course, the app is beautiful because you don't have to siphon through 4,000 shitty films. They're all right there. They all let you know how much time they have left. Coming to movie this week, Family Life from 1971. Ken Loach teamed up with the great playwright David Mercer for this look at the pitfalls of psychiatry and institutionalization. Aside from this critique, at the center of the film rests a nuanced cast of complicated people trying to do the right thing. An essential film of 1970s British cinema. So it's not a kitchen sink, uh, kitchen sink mis- miserablism? Because isn't that Ken Loach's thing? I don't know. The pitfalls of psychiatry and institutionalization? <laughs> that sounds That's... like it's going to be pretty miserable. <laughs> Ken Loach has made one of my favorite films, The Wind That Shakes the Barley. And, um, you know, I love him, but the dude does not believe in happy endings, really. <laughs> I even, I was afraid to watch his movie, The Angels Share. Mm-hmm. because i was the, like the soccer this? one right no that was or about football. making whiskey wasn't it yes that's what i'm talking about <laughs> the angel's share is definitely a whiskey making term anyway it's it seemed like a bright sunny like kind of fun movie but i was like at the end one of these people's gonna get cancer or like bureaucracy will kill them somehow <laughs> so i decided not to anyway so check that out on movie for a free 30-day trial all you gotta do is go to mu bi.com slash film stage one one quick plug to sorry for, for a movie i just saw they added you might have heard me mention johnny toe uh one or a dozen times on this <laughs> podcast and he's uh he's one of my favorite directors at the moment uh does a hong kong action pr- primarily action uh director and his film uh vengeance from 2009 is on movie right now mm-hmm. and i do have to admit it's not quite one of my favorite from him but um i think we're getting other johnny toe movies this week which makes me extremely excited so if you tell vengeance would be a good place to start or maybe uh keep looking at movie and you might see some more johnny toe on there this week damn right uh there's another great movie on there certified copy by abbas kirsten yeah. yeah the dearly departed that's sad yeah um so yeah movie is is great um i like i have to like put a moratorium on myself on looking at what they have going on because i would never get anything done so again mubi.com slash film stage before we get into this week's review um i should say that um i know that last week when we did our classic review we mentioned that we might do black Klansman. Or Black Klansman. I don't know how to pronounce that. (laughs) So you should know that we are probably doing that next week. We have not just decided to skip over it. But I think after the week that at least two of us have had, we decided that we wanted to just go into a dark theater with good air conditioning 
and watch The Meg starring Jason Statham and a giant computerized shark. And so we did it. (laughs) But don't worry, we're not avoiding the hot button cinema choices that everyone's going to be talking about. We're just putting it off for a week so that we can enjoy (laughs) some computer generated mayhem and a Rain Wilson in a Hollywood production. Sure. (laughs) Yes. And speaking of that, here is the trailer for The Meg. We have the discovery of a lifetime. We've all believed the Mariana Trench was the deepest place on Earth. But we encountered a completely new world. System go for descent. We should find all sorts of species. Completely unknown to science. All right, so that's the trailer for The Meg, based off the book series by Steve Alton, I think is how you pronounce that name. This movie is about Jason Statham (laughs) (laughs) as a deep sea rescue diver who is brought to the Mana One research facility after they lose a sub deep in the Marianas Trench, and uh, events conspire to release the long thought extinct megalodon back into the open ocean and he and a group of misfits attempt to take the shark down uh this movie is directed by national treasure director john turtletob who you may also know from three ninjas cool runnings phenomenon and national treasure book of secrets as well as the sorcerer's apprentice starring nicholas cage and some great hair. <laughs> he has great hair? Let me scroll up to his picture. No, he doesn't have great hair. No, I'm saying Nicolas Cage has great oh, hair oh. in The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I was like curious <laughs> if John Turtletob was well known for having spectacular hair. And he does appear to be in the late stages of balding. <laughs> wow, anyway. way to make him feel bad about it, Brian. <laughs> look, look, I'm in the early stages of balding, so it's fine. anyway um what are we talking about the meg this is this is this movie has a weird place i believe in all three of our hearts because when this movie was first announced i went online and read the synopsis for every single book oh my god in the meg series by steve alton and i told you guys about it just we lost a couple hours (laughs) ran you through the highlights and so i was weirdly excited for this movie um not the least of which because hey jason statham so let's see what we thought about it let's start off with bill graham Ooh, okay um yeah this movie it, it really needs to be rated r for it to really have as much fun as it probably should um, that being said, this is not a well-directed film, but it's certainly fun enough to keep my interest. Um, the little girl 
kind of steals the show, which is not necessarily like high praise coming into the film, like just saying that. But like, I still had a lot of fun with the film. But the little girl playing Mi Ying, um, Shuya. Uh, oh no, no, I'm not gonna try. <laughs> Come on, um, Bill, give it a give it the good yeah, old college try. Uh, no one's gonna know who you're talking about, Bill, if you don't say their Sophia name. Shuya Kai. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's I not a hard Kai. name. Yeah, but I just saw Sophia, and then I saw Kai, and I was like, is that Kai, or is that Sai, or is that, I don't know. There's there's a lot of ways that that could probably go wrong. I honestly so, think that Statham is a harder last name to get through <laughs> than Kai. Yeah, but I've heard Statham like a thousand times. That's so. true. The Stath. Yeah. Um. Anyways... I don't think the film looks particularly good. I think the fact that they chose that the Meg is like this brownish color, I think is probably a mistake. I would like it to be a little bit more bright of a creature. And I understand they're trying to make it like terrifying and like, oh, it's prehistoric. But like it doesn't know it's prehistoric. So why make it prehistoric? <laughs> Bill, so, here's, here's the other thing. In the book, apparently, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> the Meg is bioluminescent because it's been oh, in such right. a dark environment. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. No. No, I, I think that would have been – okay. The first yeah. of many fights. I'm no, sure that would have been have. cool as hell. That would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> it, 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 yes, I, I, just think okay. of it. Think of think but of the visual like possibilities Moana. of like, oh man, it's Moana. dark out. We'll never be able to see the Meg. And then all of a sudden, someone will look over and be like, "That's weird. The bioluminescent algae isn't usually out this time of year." And then they'll be like, "It's not algae. It's the Meg." And then it it some shit happens. Okay. That's you've convinced me. What Thank if it you. bleeds bioluminescent? Even better. Yes. So it looks like an Anne Frank <laughs> like picture. It looks like the poster for Aquaman. Or not Anne Frank. Oh my, I'm Lisa, Lisa Frank. Frank. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I I was gonna say something, but I was like, I don't know if oh, if I'm God. if I'm doing that wrong. But yeah, he definitely said Anne Frank. Who, I knew what you I, meant, and just glossed <laughs> over the fact that you got the name wrong because I didn't really think about the fact that that is a, an entire other person with a different historical context. Yeah, it's gonna be a great episode. I was thinking, I didn't know she did paintings. <laughs> it must be something to see. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, Let's move on. Um, yes, please, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I actually had a lot of fun with, like, the, the science of it. I think that's that's having heard what Brian kind of mentioned when he read the synopsis of the books, which was, like, I guess they it eats, like, a, a whale or something like that, and that is how it rides like the temperature differential as like the whale is bleeding out yeah. or something, something along those lines. <laughs> and so I was just like, whoa, that is, well, that is intense. And then this movie is just like, yeah, we'll, we'll do like a little gash. How about that? And <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. A, a thermal vent. Yeah, sure. That actually kind of makes sense. And I was just like, but does it go back to normal i don't know but you know whatever we'll we'll go with it so yeah like i actually had fun with like kind of the science of it and everything like that um i wish we would have i i mean maybe i'm getting a little into spoilers right now but fuck it uh i wish we would have seen the squid a little bit more but other than that like uh you know this film is fun the submersibles that they actually have like they i guess they 
like created this version of submersible that's always been in like Saturday morning cartoons where it just like <laughs> speeds around and you're just like, yes, it looks like, like a is... spaceship from the Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking of it's, episode it's one. Just like, it's just like these are fun little little like gadgets like and apparently they're fucking indestructible. So, yeah, like it's 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 fun. Um there's a sequence where this giant shark like invades like um it, like just imagine the the beach scene of jaws but imagine that like 50 times larger and that's basically what you get and you're just like oh oh wow this is this is going to be a nightmare and and guess what there's not a single drop of blood in the water so you know this film it delivers what it kind of wants to, I guess, in some ways. It definitely seems like it pulls some punches. Um, it had some interesting directors kind of vying for, like, who was going to direct this. But you can feel like it pulled into a franchise kind of vehicle. Do you have any, uh, do you have any names for us? As yeah, who else was up for or? that? Uh, Eli Roth was definitely oh in my God. running. Okay. How, much, how much water to blood ratio can we have <laughs> like like yeah he would have just gone for all of it um and, and then, then that's the weird because he's doing the house with a clock in its walls which is yeah. like a pg movie a family movie yeah. oh shit that movie actually looks interesting yeah i thought that was like a, a goosebumps ripoff but i guess it's based on a book so you know it is what it is um but the other director was jan de bont and oh, jan de bont sorry of speed uh, yeah. and i'm like holy shit now don't look at his other credits but uh <laughs> like yeah speed and twister are two of like yeah like solid and guillermo del toro was going to be producing with that i don't know who the hell was going to write the like write the screenplay hopefully somebody good but like yeah i would have been interested to see see that guy like at the helm um this film I, I think the characters that the act, let me say that again, the actors that populate this film are better than the film has any right to be. And so I think that's, that's really kind of the saving grace. Um, I don't know. It's, it's dumb. It's really, really dumb, but it, it it's, it's enjoyable. I don't know. It's 113 minutes. So it passed the sniff test there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Good enough. Michael Snydell, your thoughts on The Meg? All right. Well, I, I got to be upfront with this. I, I had a really terrible theater experience with this that undoubtedly colored my opinion. So, I mean, I, I want to start a brief dialogue. I, I've already warned <laughs> these two uh, wonderful co-hosts that I was going to rant a little bit about this. But uh, anyways, the point is... People in our Slack and on this podcast may have known that uh, I have a short temper in movie theaters when people are talking or looking at their phone. Uh, I even literally – this is going to make me sound like, like a crazy person. And I want to clarify, I have never called 911 on anyone <laughs> who <laughs> who's taken off their phone so or anything like that. a hundred times better than – what's his name? Alex Billington or something like that? Sure. Yeah. That fucking idiot. <laughs> I, I was trying to subtweet there, but yes, that is who I was referring to there. Um, but yes, okay. So I, 
do regularly call people out. And I have been swear at for such, but in most cases, people are like, all right, sorry. And they are at least quieter. And I had a group of four young men, teenagers. I, I don't know age. I They could be, I don't know, anywhere from 11 to 15, maybe. The closer you get to your 30s. <laughs> The more it it becomes hard to be like these damn kids, and then you're like, oh, they're 19 years old. Ooh, God, who yeah. have I become? <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. I know. And I'm like, oh, I was totally this shithead, like when I was younger, and it was like, so there was just one kid who was like, would not stop talking, and like if I was in a bar and these people were talking, I'd be like, can you guys chill a bit? This was in a fucking movie theater. And like this is during exposition that they're just talking at the at the at the highest level. And so like what I briefly want to say here is like I hesitated to say anything for a while this time because they were kids. <laughs> they're generally not kids. And I'm wondering and I guess this has been an ongoing thing is like I, I recognize this makes me sound like such an asshole, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bulldoze ahead. Um I'm curious talking to you guys. Is there any situation where you think it is not appropriate to say something to someone if they are repeatedly talking? And this was even if they're kids. I don't give a fuck. I told these kids to shut up. I wanted to say (laughs) shut the fuck up, but it wasn't an R-rated movie, so I didn't feel like. Oh right, you know, so you don't know how they're going to respond to strong language. You would have been given the one F word that's not used in this movie. <laughs> that's right. Oh, my God. It's like I had a – this is off topic. I had a friend who had sex in a Pixar film once, and I was just like, oh. come on, dude. No, 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 no. Oh, I do have to say, I do have to give this kid credit, though, because after this happened, he laughed hysterically, and he's like, look at this Stephen King-looking motherfucker. <laughs> to laugh a little bit that I got owned like that but he was like kind of quieter I mean he was still talking a ton and I still was like I fucking hate the movie theater so much but yeah I, I guess I guess the brief the brief dialogue that I just want to have here and I, I'm not trying to rant I want to bring you guys into this is like am I am I out of line in any of these situations no, and I don't never. want you to just confirm I am um, Here's the thing. I, I've never had to tell kids or teenagers to shut up. I have had to tell an insane amount of adults to shut up people as well. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I almost yelled at an old couple that was sitting next to me during leave no trace because they were doing the very old person thing of like, Oh, (laughs) like, and then, and then it'd be like, Hmm, I don't know. This doesn't (laughs) seem, Oh, is he going to do it again? And I'm just like, we're all thinking it. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Um, but like most of the people I've had to yell at have been like either like maybe slightly younger than me. Like, you know, some some dude bro who's checking his his text messages because his side piece wants to talk to him or some shit like that. Sure. Or like I haven't been... heard that in years. But OK, <laughs> you just said side piece. I didn't know. I didn't know Hopefully a good way to say oh god he's a dime total dime gtl anyway um 
you started this. What I was uh, going to say is, and then there's the people who appear to be older than me and sure. also just have no sense of decorum. Like the guy who got furious at me during King Kong or Kong Skull Island. And then I had like the six old women behind me who like cheered for me when, <laughs> when he left and, and the movie was over. And, um, yeah, no, I never, I, and then there was the other guy who fell asleep during Detroit and like oh, threatened yeah. to beat the shit out of me and like <laughs> walked by me threateningly. And I was sure that he would had a friend who was going to try to kill me afterwards. So I, like, yeah, I never have trouble telling people to shut up in a movie because you're ruining my experience. And mm-hmm. by you shutting up and watching the goddamn movie that you paid money to see, I am not ruining your experience. So, now, this doesn't apply to like, like in a quiet place, there was a woman who was next to me who was almost openly weeping. <laughs> so like, yeah, if you're having yeah, an emotional yeah. response to the movie, yeah, that's I'm totally going to give you your space. And like, yeah. during a comedy, I'm not going to like get on someone's ass for like laughing too much. But if, if they're like trying to mystery science theater, the thing, I'm going to, I'm going to say something to them. Or if they're just looking at their phone too much, like I've even started giving people <laughs> I've get, I started giving people three strikes on their phones. Like if they just yeah. check the phone, I have a I'm, time limit. Yeah, and then that's the thing. Like if they take it out and start texting, I'm like, you've got ten seconds to dash off a text to this person, <laughs> yep, or I'm yep, fucking yep, coming yep. for you. And I have had to say that to someone. I was like, if you're gonna text that long, just at least go to like the little cutaway towards the exit. Like, don't be a fucking dick. <laughs> Yeah. When I eventually am murdered, it will be because I said this to the wrong person in a movie theater. Yeah, you do live in Washington D.C. Yes, the dangerous, uh, dangerous Washington D.C. Where all the um, neo-Nazis are from. And then they're Michael not from here. Fucking, they're just here this weekend. Michael. Okay. All right. All right. Sorry. The twenty neo-Nazis. My bad. Um. Let me let me do one brief thing and then we'll we'll move on. Um, so w- one one of my first experiences with Alamo in Dallas was their opening week. They always have like a soft opening where it's like fifty percent off uh, your food and drinks. So like the ser- so you basically don't get pissed off at the servers for fucking up your check more than likely, and uh, they have like free movie showings and so one of their free ones was uh the iron giant and it was very sad and very also like i immediately felt at home because there was a small child that was very obviously kind of like a toddler but maybe maybe like one years old and i don't know qualifies as a toddler or not but whatever um definitely one or two ish definitely not interested in the film and more interested in either making noise or just kind of like giggling like paying attention to his parent and a server had to come by and then a manager had to come by because like the server was like ma'am you can't have like a toddler in this film making noise like if if the toddler was quiet maybe this would be acceptable but like we're playing this this movie loud it's on 35 millimeter like (laughs) we're trying to have like a good nice experience here Uh, it was like 
like, yeah, but we have a no toddler policy. Like, like you, you just can't bring a kid into a movie theater and have it just sure. talk. We have a no talking, no texting policy. Guess what? That still applies at PG movies, at G movies, at whatever rating it still applies. And yeah, the a manager had to like basically kick her out. And I was just like, I don't know if I would have raised the fuss over that, but just the same. Um, I have actually like called managers over at my screening of World of Warcraft because there were definitely some like small old younger kids that I guess like their parents had brought and just thinking like, oh, this will be like a, you know, a, a nice crisp 90 minute movie. No, that movie's fucking three hours. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And it is impenetrable. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it is loud and it, it was fucking like dangerous looking like it's scary movie. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely had to call like the manager over to go talk to some like probably four or five year olds. And it was just like, yeah, like, sorry, you don't get to bring your small children into the Alamo and just have them run amok and just make a shit ton of noise for three hours. Like, there that's not going to um, be OK. A Hispanic family sitting next to me at Sicario Day of the Soldado had like a five and eight year old with them. Mm-hmm. Perfectly behaved kids. Yeah, like I got no issue if 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 you want to swing that and and see if it works, like go for it. But as yeah, soon as I, they start making noise, like mm, when my X-Men. daughter was first Sorry. born, my wife and I would take her to movies. Like we went and saw. I think Pete's Dragon is technically her first theatrical mm-hmm. experience out of the womb. Um, <laughs> in the womb, the Neon Demon is the most memorable theatrical <laughs> yes. experience because long-time long time listeners may recall, that is the movie that nearly sent my wife into early labor. Um, but, like, yeah, when she got old enough to, like, start making noise and stuff, you know, it was like, well, we can't really bring her. And now I'm at the point where I know that she could probably sit through, like, a kid's movie. Like, I almost wanted to take her... To, I don't remember what the last kids movie we talked Incredibles about. Incredibles too. Oh yeah, I, I thought about taking her to that. I thought like maybe we could all go, but then I went and saw it at like eleven o'clock on a Thursday night. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was like, you know, she she digs the Incredibles, but like at home she can get up and walk around and like eat a pancake and attack the cat if she gets bored. And I just don't <laughs> know what she's gonna do in a movie theater. So I'm still. Sure. And there have been movies at home where she has just sat happily on the couch next to me the whole time. And watched, but like I can't, you know, I can't risk that yet. So it's probably yeah. like another year until I'll really feel comfortable taking her. I don't understand people who bring like infants to movies that are super loud. Like mm-hmm. I just like I went to I went to some action movie one time and there was just a woman who had like a baby with her. And I'm like, I don't really like content aside, when the bullets start flying, that kid's gonna be fucking terrified because yeah. it's gonna be really loud Jeez. noises. My daughter is in a unique position. She has grown up her entire life with a dog that at night will bark at any noise. And so she can sleep through anything and loud noises do not bother her. Mm. But most children don't grow up with lightning. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know. But to answer your question, Michael, yeah, fuck those kids. I don't (laughs) give a shit. If you're in a movie theater and you're like acting like you're in a public park. Yeah, you get shouted down. So what did you think of the movie? 
the movie's the movie's okay. I, I think that um, I think that it's sometimes more interesting than it actually is. I, I think, for instance, the fact that it's the first blockbuster I've seen in a while that seems super, super self-aware about being a B movie, <laughs> like down to how it deploys characters, um, like how quippy it is how it seems to know that people care about dogs sometimes more than humans. (laughs) Like, like it's clear that they have seen these movies, but like, I don't feel like they internalized any interesting like lessons or like techniques or even any character work. Um, I, I think Bill is totally right though, that like the performers here are far more charismatic than, both the narrative and dialogue material that they're given. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's really weird that like Statham doesn't really get to say anything that cool here. And the the thing he does say is almost like a PG rated, like uh yippee motherfucker. <laughs> like it's, it's very much like a, a, a toned down, but like not punny. Like it's just like, Oh, what's what's the swear that we can get away with where people won't be mad about this? And and so it's not even just like the toned down lack of violence because like it's not totally bloodless. Like there's randomly <laughs> there's no blood in like the entirety of the movie and then the end there's just a ton of blood randomly which is <laughs> really strange. Um but yeah, I think uh, Turtle Top sucks. Like I, <laughs> like I, you know, National Treasure, I suppose the first one especially, and and Sorcerer's Apprentice isn't pretty mediocre, so I'm not going to say that. But National Treasure um, is, like, you know, frantically incoherent, but it's it's pretty entertaining. Like, it'll probably give you a headache with its constant, you know, cutting and everything, but, like... This but movie, Nick Cage saves that movie, right? Oh, no, for sure. No, no, no. That movie. Oh, no. Justin yeah. Martha saves that movie. <laughs> yeah, Justin Martha's good in that. So is Diane. Diane Kruger's good in that. Yeah. Yeah. That I enjoy that movie. Like this one, though, I just like I I thought Jordan got at, at this pretty well, actually. And Jordan Rapp, our, our uh, lovely benefactor, got at this in his review for the film stage is that like. Uh, Turbletop has no idea to maintain tension across like even a single scene. Like it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy how often he cuts on emotional moments, like even moments that could be scary or suspenseful, like they cut to something else that's not scary or suspenseful. Like it's, let me be more, let me be more clear without getting into the spoilers. Like, I, I just feel like there's no sense of of rhythm here. I, I didn't ever feel a human behind the camera here. And then the B-movie things that I did want, like that irreverence, and then just like the the weirdness that comes from this combination of odd acting and, you know, low production costs and things like that. Like that is not here. It, it's like it's smoothed over because there's so much money put into this thing. That the most interesting thing I can say about the production is that you feel that this is a Chinese production, and that's kind of really cool. Like, um, I feel like relatively recently we've gotten a lot better with getting uh, casts that, at the very least, feel intersectional, but also like global. And like this cast, like the very fact that two of the main characters are two relatively prominent, you know, Chinese. Um, 
performers is is really cool. And and the fact that this like takes place in China, there's a certain a certain way that the scenery is shot, the certain a certain sensibility or just a visual sensibility in terms of like the landscape that we just don't get that often in most blockbusters, except for like, you know, small anomaly, small, uh, sorry, small anomalies, like a part in transformers, for instance, or something. But like, I kept trying to grasp onto those things. Cause I just felt like everything felt so flat and I kept wanting, um, it to just kind of uh, find some, find some more pep. And then it's just, uh, and then the last thing is, I just think it's, it, it's really badly paced. Like it, it, there's a point about halfway through where you're like, is this the third act? <laughs> like, like it, it seems like, you know, there's like this pivotal moment and then it's like, Oh wait, no, there's like another half of the movie left yeah. apparently. And even the big scene that you mentioned, Bill, it's like, it's kind of really uh, oddly anticlimactic in terms oh, of yeah, no, there's and, <laughs> yeah. and like and, and like this this is the shit I live for. Like I've seen Piranha <laughs> 3D like way more than any human being should. Like that's, <laughs> that's like the gore fest that I absolutely Alex love. Alex Aja, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got to yeah. see and that movie. Oh, it's, you it's really do. You really truly do. terrible taste. It's gross and. Oh God, it's so fun! Oh my God, but yeah, this one. This yeah, there's a five minute sequence in the middle of that film where uh, two women just decide to strip off, and there's like a boat with a glass bottom. Oh my and God! So yeah. the whole time, like for five minutes, you just see these two beautiful women like just swimming about in waters while this guy is like looking down at them, like ogling them, and it's just like. Wait, so they're naked underwater under a boat? Yep. Yes. Jerry O'Connell is literally a pornographer, which How is like literally the perfect casting. <laughs> no, they're not. They're holding their breath while they are exposing their bodies. And I don't mean that in, in any type of like <laughs> slut shamey way. It's just like that movie is No, literally the stage direction was expose your body to the camera. I, I need you to watch Piranha tonight. <laughs> Yeah, if it's, it's it's a lot of fun. If it's on somewhere and it's not too much money, I may do that. Though without the 3D, explicit. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, no, no. The, the 3D, 3D is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Back to the Meg, though. Yeah, like, uh, we we have talked, I guess, a lot about shark movies. Like, I really loved The the Shallows, um, Deep Blue Sea. Um, you know, my hat's like a shark fin. Like, my hat oh, is yeah. like a shark you know, Oh, yeah. There's so many good shark movies and they're often so fun and this one just feels um so dull like only trying to like burst out of its sides and just fails uh so yeah i but it's it's fine if i spent full price for this movie i'd probably be pissed to be honest though <laughs> i um I got yeah, hats, hats off the movie pass with a dying <laughs> breath. I got to I got the last I gotta, one. I mean, one, one of my favorite things about deep blue sea that lets you know what kind of movie it knew it was making was the fact that LL cool J got a song that's called mm-hmm. yeah. deepest bluest parentheses sharks fin. <laughs> and my hat is, yeah, I mean the, yeah, 
my hat is a sh- my hat is like a shark's fin um and that's like the chorus <laughs> which, and then, which makes makes all the all the sense in the world have you but seen the that best video? part about yeah the, the video is crazy the best part oh about God, that song sorry. is that it, it's um the, the the song is him rapping sometimes about the plot of the movie but also the song seems to be about LL Cool J rapping about being turned into a shark. <laughs> and I just like, it's the strangest thing. Cause like at once the movie is fantastic and the song is fantastic, but I feel like I want to see the movie that the song is rapping about like <laughs> in, in full, like it's, it's, it's bananas. And isn't, isn't like the music video like shot very much on location. Like, like yeah, on it's, the set. it's one of those things where it's yeah. like you can definitely tell that they knew that this was going to happen. Like they seem to shoot it <laughs> on the sets. Yeah, and, I um, that, it's, like, it's like guys, we're going to take a day. Um, LL is going to shoot on set. Um, so yeah, y'all y'all are free to hang out or you know leave hit up set, the craft table, take a look. Yeah. Anyway, but like the one of the one of the lyrics is like. Um, the waters, the waters are waist level. The hallways flooded, lost your scuba gear. The killer's cold blooded. Like (laughs) he's really just like explaining a scene and a situation from the movie. But then the next line is his name's LL. (laughs) You don't really want it. I ain't your ancestors. The ocean is haunted. And it's just like, oh, what the hell is happening now? Apparently he's a, like, Eon's old man-eating fish man. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is that this movie needed Jason Statham to rap over the end credits about being a shark. Uh, Idris is rapping now. Is he? Yeah, I heard I a song no from him the other day. Interesting. <laughs> I, he, he strikes me as more of a lounge singer. He's also on a Macklemore album. I just like expect like Idris Elba, like the Velvet Grizzly Bear. And he would just and come in. Maybe being like, maybe we'll Lady. get that in his. Maybe we'll get that in his uh, James Bond movie. <laughs> yeah. Every okay. I know everyone's talking about it, so I just want to like say really quickly: it shouldn't be Idris. It should be Chiwetel Ejiofor. Mm. Putting it out there. Mm. That's that's my hot take. I I'm I'm still gonna go with Idris, but no, I think uh, yeah, it is I like I like both of them. That's fine. That's that's allowed. You can like two actors. Um, as for my thoughts on this film, forty-two minutes into this podcast, um, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I don't really, I don't really have like strong feelings on this movie. I like sat there. I I because like it was me and four other people in the theater. I looked at my phone when the shark showed up. The shark doesn't show up for like thirty to forty minutes. Mm-hmm. What do you mean show up? Like uh, seeing like part when, of it? or When you full finally shark? get like the reveal, like the full okay. reveal of the shark. Now, how do I say this? This movie makes no goddamn sense <laughs> in a lot of ways. And I am sort of fine this with This is what that. I was waiting for. <laughs> like, like, there's a whole thing in this movie about how there's like a thermoclime of like frozen <laughs> like super frozen but still liquid water like freezing cold water and then below that 
is like a thermal area heated by vents that allows for like basically prehistoric creatures to live. And this is from the book. So I'm Uh cool with it. (laughs) Um, But the movie opens with the Stath trying to save some people from a nuclear submarine and being attacked. And he's like, there's something down here. And everyone's like, you're crazy, Stath. And he's like, I know what I saw. (laughs) And I'm making him Australian for some reason. Um, More impressions from Brian. (laughs) It's my new thing. It's my new bit. Um, I don't have a Statham, though. And I feel like he's really hard. Because in addition to the Cockney kind of thing he's got going, he's also got the world's graveliest voice. (laughs) So, but anyway, and their whole thing is like, no one has ever penetrated this deep in the ocean before. <laughs> and like, we don't even know if there's something <laughs> under there, but the state is like, I was attacked by a Meg. So, ha- so how did that Meg get up and then Does back he say- down? He doesn't say the Meg though. But like, he, he, but- he says he was attacked by something that was down there. And I actually think he was attacked by the squid. Um, because so I don't you know think if that you- the implication isn't that he was attacked by the, but just that there's anything down there that could attack sure. a nuclear sub. Yes. I think, because I think that his, is like his reaction to the Meg is like, I fucking motherfucking goddamn told you guys. And even his ex-wife, the most kind, understanding, loving, supportive ex-wife that has ever been in any action movie, by the way. Because yeah, he shows up, great. flirts with um, Bing Bing, Bing, Lee, Bing Lee, yeah, and, and his wife is like, you know, she's pretty cute. Maybe you should go for it. Her daughter's pretty rocking. Her and I have been playing cards. And the Stath is just like looking at her like, why does everyone want me to hook up with Su Yin? And I'm yeah. like, because you guys actually have a fair amount of chemistry and I like watching sure. you together. Like, yeah, they they do the re- reverse cheesecake or I mean, I guess it's it's just called cheesecake, right? Uh, if it's, Even a, if guy, it's a man, I, I guess so. Cake? Oh, uh-huh. it would be beefcake. Yeah. Yeah. Beefcake. Yeah. So they, men they are made of beef do... and women are made of cheese. That's the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Um. Anyways, <laughs> uh, they definitely do like a beefcake moment where like she walks in on him like freshly out of the shower, and it's this really awkward kind of like stage scene. <laughs> yeah. But, but like as soon as it happens that she like actually notices, like they actually have like fun with it, and I'm like, oh. Like this movie does kind of know what it's doing. Like she even like comes back through the porthole to yeah, like, she, like peek takes at him. A look. Yeah. And then, and and then she... Cliff Curtis shows up and and he and she's like, Oh, uh, I was just and he's like, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it was like it was like screwball played completely soapy. <laughs> but I kinda I I gotta say, like one of the things that I liked about this movie was the characters and their interactions because, and maybe, maybe I've just been like really ground down by like Transformers movies where like they try to make the character act interactions like too much, but like I kind of enjoyed like the languid, comfortable way that these people like were around each other. So, like, DJ, who's played by Paige Kennedy, who is one of my favorite <laughs> random side characters in an episode of Justified ever. Wait, who is he in Justified? He's the guy who is, like, obsessed with doing a quick draw. 
Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I, I recognized he, him from Weeds. He's yeah, pretty he memorable. Yeah, he was U-turn on Weeds. But yeah. like him him and uh and Ruby Rose's character Jax. I liked all their interactions. I like mm-hmm. I just I also like the fact that like even the guy uh, Heller, the doctor, who's like, I worked with Jonas Taylor, and I don't think he's a very good man at all. He went mad. He went sea crazy. When, sure. like, shit goes down and he's proven right, like, Jason Statham and him don't get into blows. Like, the guy is literally just like, well, you may be a son of a bitch, but you're definitely not crazy. And the Stath is like, ha Heller. <laughs> like, we're back on good terms. Like, there's just... A real lack of like artificial inflated character conflict that I really enjoyed. But again, the movie makes no goddamn sense. Like I just just my confusion over the Meg's place in the ocean with relation to Jason Statham's past and then everything else that happens. But like I'm still kind of I was still like on board for it for almost all of what happened. And I was never bored and yeah i don't know i just i kind of i just had fun it was like a dumb fun movie and like i didn't leave it furious because it wasted my time which is nice for once like and i really think that a lot of it just comes down to like statham is a really winning presence he used to be a diver so all of his work in the water is like super convincing i think that his chemistry with bing bing lee and his chemistry with her daughter who I just like I her first scene with him in that sub. I like wanted to stand up and cheer at the end of it because I was like, finally, there's a precocious child who I don't want to strangle to death in an action movie. She's wow, wonderful! <laughs> like she's so good. She's so she good. Is so good. Suya Sophia Kai in this movie is like just great. She's walking around with like angel wings on, and I was like, oh, this friggin' kid. But then her and him have like a conversation, and she says the, this immortal line that I'm just going to remember forever, which is eight-year-olds yeah. hear everything. And I'm like, oh, yep. Jesus, that's like my daughter in six years. And yep. Yep. she's just great. And she's never like artificially put in peril. Like when they were like, we're going to go hunt the shark. I kept waiting sure. for someone to be like, um, yeah, let's bring the eight-year-old along. Let's do that. That's not going to sure, sure, sure. And I was really nervous that she was going to like somehow stow away in his sub but like no she's smart she stays Mm -hmm. out of danger and she like talks to him and like helps him out and like yeah shit like that is just great and just the way that the the state doesn't like butt heads with anyone really and everyone's willing to listen to people who have good ideas and like the the gender dynamics between who does what in an action movie sense is really good though i am confused is su yin specifically or su yin specifically a shark expert I wasn't sure what her job was. Oh, I'm not sure. But at some point she's like, I've gone on hundreds of shark dives. Like, this is yeah. what I do. I, and I'm like, I, I imagine Whoa. she's just a, mar- a marine biologist. Okay. That was yeah. funny though. Cause the, I don't know why when she says that to him, when she's about to go in the shark cage, I really wanted Jason Statham to ask why. <laughs> like that just seems like it would have been a really funny line of dialogue, but instead he's like, Okay. Um, See that—that's what I do think is I, Brian. I think you 
I, I, I think you you guys are both getting at like I guess there is something kind of subversive about the 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 lack of, of conflict. You're making it sound like a Nancy Myers movie with some of the some of the characters here. Have you but seen like, the interiors of Man of One? This is one hundred percent a Nancy Myers movie. <laughs> but with, but like, with fewer white people. But I think the problem I, my problem with that is that like some of that dialogue though I felt was so canned and like the quips were so unmemorable but you're right like the body language and just like the way that they interact is refreshing and feels less like you know it's they're not- trying to create a team right. but like but I just wish that the actual things that they're saying to each other they don't even have to be like I just wish they didn't sound so indistinct and 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 uh flat like and not in the performers because the performers mm-hmm. are all good i just and it's not even like i want them to have more characters i just wanted the dialogue to even just have some zip to it and it just i, underst- I can movie. understand that but like given the choice between like Michael Bay style, like, kick the tires, light the fires, smoke them if you got them. Am I right? Yeah, high five. And this, where where Su Yin is just like, uh, I'm going to go. You should put some clothes on. And Jason Statham's like, that was the original plan. <laughs> I'm just like, that's like good, funny-ish, like slightly good enough dialogue. I feel How like low this- is the bar? <laughs> the bar is super low, Michael. Have you not realized that? Like I, I, I don't mean, know. some of the dialogue is better in here than it is in fucking. I literally can't remember the Mission Impossible movie, but Fallout, you know, yeah, Fallout. <sighs> Fallout has that whole like, you know, you're in over your head. Don't make me go through you, and like <laughs> poor Vang. <laughs> I, that wasn't even yeah. Well, not those specific lines, but Vang gets saddled sure. a lot in that movie. But yeah, like the the trailer for Fallout was like nothing but shitty action movie one liners that work only slightly better in <laughs> yeah. the actual movie. Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I just, I really liked like how this movie wasn't like being too try hard in like attempting to be edgy or like crazy. I do kind of wish that they had, like if they weren't going to, if they weren't going to do blood, I wish that they made more, more of a big like deal about people just getting swallowed whole. Um, <laughs> Because there still are moments where it's, like, very clear the shark has only gotten, like, a part of a guy. Sure. And I just – there's something to me that's more terrifying about the idea of being, like, Swallowed plankton <laughs> to a baleen whale <laughs> yeah. in terms of this <laughs> shark. Um, in having, fact – Having – what is what is that mythical story about being in the – Geppetto? The, uh, Jonas? I guess. Are you saying – Jonah and the ahead. whale? Yeah, I, I don't know the the one where the, where uh, Mickey Mouse is in the the whale's belly. What what animated movie is that? What am I thinking of? You could Are be you thinking, thinking of Disney the biblical of- story of Jonah and the <laughs> whale, the whale, or you could movie? be thinking of Pinocchio, where Geppetto is also swallowed by a whale. Yes, there we go, Pinocchio. <laughs> That's not Mickey Mouse. Jesus, that is an old Italian realize, man. I did not realize that that was. Uh, <laughs> That was that had that much going on. Yeah, I it's forgot a whole there thing. was a giant fucking whale in that movie. Pinocchio's Damn. got a lot going on in it. That'll be a classic review. Um, is that movie over two movie. hours? Probably not. <laughs> what was I? I can't even remember what I was going to say. Uh, Michael, to your <laughs> you point, I would rather like, I, yeah. I would rather a movie be shaggy and easygoing than like your best friend who you only see twice a year and he's always on coke. Like, 
<laughs> you know, yeah, but I we've all got like pet we're friend, right? A little bit too nice to this. Like it's a. You guys are making it sound less bland than it. It's like is. a six. I don't know what to tell you. It's, <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. It's 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 pretty bland. It's pretty bland, <laughs> but the characters are good and the way they're deployed is good. And I don't feel like I want to defend this movie as much as I'm being made to. <laughs> but like. But no, it's good. Kind of. <laughs> I will say it's just there's a there's a point where like DJ turns to Jax after they've both been in the water and he's like, Your hair's what happened to your yeah. hair? That, that and, yeah. And it's and she's like, What happened to yours? But that's not even the funniest part. The funniest part is that her hair has been wet the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, her hair has looked like it's had like uh hair gel like super dried and like and just been like <laughs> i don't know so i like just permanently frozen in a in a like very anime style yeah and just like what like <laughs> her hair looks fine right now what are and you ruby, talking about ruby rose was great in john wick chapter two as like yeah. a silent assassin Aries. um I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen her or anything else. I'm sure that I probably or have. just a new black was the choosing a a uh, a storyline for that. You know, for a while. No, I didn't. I, I stopped watching that after like halfway through the second season, as I do with all Netflix shows. Um, <laughs> no, I've apparently only seen Join her. Movie. <laughs> I've apparently only seen her in John Wick Chapter Two. But I really liked her in this, and I thought that like the one emotional moment that she was given to play, she actually kind of nailed. So I'm excited to see her in more stuff. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I thought Masayoka, um, he was he was good in his brief time. I like I really liked all the things that were happening with him. Yeah, I like their banter moment. about penetration. <laughs> Just like insertion. They were ready insertion. for insertion. Yeah. They start laughing. And she's like, oh, my God, what is with you guys? And like they have already like a little a little saying like sex, power, money and something else. And they're yeah. such nerds and she likes it. Like she likes them because they're like sweet and uh, I don't know. There's like, I just kind of like how, how like good it's everyone nicer. is. It, yeah. They're nice in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. And then like he, he like saves them and like has the letter that he wrote for his wife. And that was, that was a cute gesture. I'm super, I'm super, what is Rain Wilson? What is the actor and his character doing in this movie? Because is he Elon Musk? Is that who I he's supposed to be? Fi- I could not figure that out. I was like, he could be Elon Musk. He could be Jeff but Bezos. Like, I just he's, a- he's not Elon Musk until like towards the end when he kind of like <laughs> jerry rigged something. But he's and then, like, and then, did you guys like, get we- the semtex that I can use as a depth <laughs> chart? What? And then they, I mean, well, we'll, we'll, we can talk about spoilers, but yeah, I'm just, it's, it wasn't until this movie that I think I really realized that like back in the old days, if there was a billionaire, you'd assumed he was like an industrialist or owned a media concern. Sure. And I see Rain Wilson. Or was a big fan of Ayn Rand. (laughs) Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then in this, I see Rain Wilson come up and I'm like, I guess he's just like Zuckerberg or maybe Musk. Like he's one of these tech bros. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even think we ever hear the name of his company. <laughs> like yeah, they do a that. shockingly small amount of work setting up who the fuck he is. He's just Rain Wilson with a lot of money. Well, I mean that that is our new reality where like you will run into millionaires and you're like, 
how how did how did you and they're like I sold a website and you're just like okay I guess that's it I own a lifestyle <laughs> brand yeah I have seven million like, Instagram followers my yeah, name is it, Carly Kardashian <laughs> yeah it's just like what do you do again how how do you make money and they're like I don't sell anything I sell me and it's yeah. just like. Oh Jesus! <laughs> like I that, can't. Okay. I can't fathom that. Better version of this movie is if Rain Wilson is instead cast with either an actress playing someone who is like, or actually yeah, cast not? with uh, the Kardashian. <laughs> the, Kardashian. Kardashian? The, the, the top one the main there one are, there are multiple Kardashians yes uh, but I'm not talking about the younger ones I'm talking no, about like the main Kim? one yes yeah, that's the but, one but like like Chloe is like a multi-millionaire on her own now right, as well Chloe, so it's, it's Kylie Car- is there a Carly I said Carly <laughs> Kardashian <laughs> earlier I don't think there's that a that Carly Jepsen is that who you're thinking of? Oh, I might be thinking of Carly Kloss. Is that a person? It definitely That's... sounds like a name. <laughs> <laughs> I am 31 years old and I am woefully yeah, I undereducated say, on rich our people. Age so bad. <laughs> I've seen a decent amount of Keeping Up with the Kardashians and I still couldn't name them if you put a gun <laughs> in my hand. <laughs> and then, then like the Jenners are also Kardashians, right? Yes. Okay. So anyway, uh, let's move on. Um, this movie is fine. This movie is a good way to waste time in the theater. It did not make me viciously angry. And honestly, if there was a sequel, I would be slightly interested in seeing it. I, I if it's not the turtle. If it's, <laughs> not the, if it's not turtle tub, yes. <laughs> I would love it if this movie did good enough that they allowed the next one to be rated R. Yeah. But I don't think that that's a thing that happens. I don't think that's ever uh-huh. happened. No, I guess uh, the fucking Logan. Logan. Yeah. yeah. That seems like a... That means Jason Statham would have to do like five of these. Before yeah, he that's gets fine. His Logan. What else is he doing? <laughs> this is not going to get This is a good moment budget. to plug the B-side where you can hear all about Jason Statham's career. Where he plays in a couple of movies where he has hair. According to IMDb, he is going to do Hobbs and Shaw. He's going to do Spy 2. And then he is in an untitled Hong Kong action thriller where his character's name is Straw. He and is amazing someone, in Spy. If someone oh in God. that movie doesn't say the final straw or the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> or if he doesn't do some crazy yoga shit and someone goes, I guess he's a bendy straw. I'm going oh to be furious. They better make so much hay out of the fact that his name is Straw. Oh, even better news. It is being directed by Kurt Vimmer, who you may all remember as the director of Salt, Ultraviolet, and Equilibrium. Oh, Jesus. Isn't Equilibrium supposed to be a pretty decent Matrix clone? I enjoyed Equilibrium, yeah. Oh, wait, apparently he didn't direct Salt. He only wrote it. Salt is so dumb. Salt's kind of fun. Um, (laughs) So any other non-spoiler thoughts on this movie before we just talk about how it ends? Uh, Yeah, one last thing. The marketing for this movie, the one sheets, the trailers, the teasers are incredible. (laughs) They're like some of the best marketing I've seen. August 10th. Yeah, like like they are so good. I wish the movie was literally half as good, but... Uh, yeah, I, I'd yeah, go with that. I'd go with that. 
this movie's fine. I don't want to be, I'm just like, <laughs> you guys are just like sounding so positive about it. I'm like, it's m- more mixed than positive. <laughs> I don't, okay. th- there are, there are negative things I could say about this movie. But you're like, a positive person. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows I'm the most positive person on this podcast, Michael. No, I think that my thing is like, I don't know. Maybe I am just trying to embrace like what little I liked about it. Like there's nothing in this movie that like truly offended me. And there's like, even the, the dumb, like how on earth could he have come across a Meg if no one's ever gone to the Meg's domain before? Like it really does seem like the writers were just like, yeah, super deep in the ocean. Right. Like, yeah. cause they make it sound like the Megs are in prison and no one has ever been in this prison and suddenly the Meg got out and now is like in the open ocean. But like Statham was in the open ocean when he was trying to save the nuclear sub people. Like what, what is happening anyway? Um, yeah. like I could, I could pick at that, but it's so inconsequential in the wider <laughs> film itself that like, I don't have the same problems with this that I had with like infinity war. Like, Cause I just like it, it, it feels like the movie itself is like, I don't know. I'm just trying to like have fun. What do you, what do you want from me? Like, it doesn't have any pretensions of being like greater than what it is. And part of me, I guess, respects that and responds to it. I think, I think the biggest thing that this film does is like, it's the worst thing you can say about it is sometimes it's frustrating. Like that's it. Like, that's about it. Like, otherwise, it's just, just like, it just kind of coasts. Right. And, and the action And it's is... coast is, is decent. Like, it's, yeah. it's decent. Like, it's, it's, like I said, like, it's, it, it gave me those little submersibles, and I will forever be thankful for that, because, like, I literally grew up playing with, like, Legos like that. Like, oh, yeah. where I would go, I, I would this. go, ooh, and move them much faster than I've ever seen any fucking submersible move in any movie, and now they just, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like space. How and about, now these how about, submersibles like can move almost as fast as Jason Statham can swim. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, Michael. I don't want to make it sound like this movie's a masterpiece, <laughs> but it's totally fine. Like, I don't know. I, I like if a friend asked me, like, should I see the Meg? I'd be like, yeah. yeah. Now, would I ever walk up to a friend and be like, you have to see the Meg? No, I would never <laughs> do that. Like. I guess, like, if we were to judge movies by the standards of how heartily you recommend them, like, there's evangelizing, writing a Facebook post, only answering positively if someone asks you, and then you just do all those in reverse as to, like, how bad they are. (laughs) Writing a Facebook post? Yeah, like, hey, saw the Meg, pretty good, go out and see it. A movie would need to change my life for me to go back on Facebook. (laughs) Well, okay, then wherever you post shit on social media, i sorry, I forgot that you were too cool for Facebook. Oh, just just not racist enough. You're not racist enough for Facebook? I, I you, that didn't work. What are what you I racist saying, enough for, Michael? <laughs> no, what I was for saying Twitter. Was, okay. So I ended up on Facebook recently and I was on there for less than a minute before I saw a slur. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding Jesus, me? Like, what are you doing on Facebook or who are your friends? I yeah. was, I was checking something that someone apparently couldn't do through other ways. I, um, so, that's weird. That's very strange. I don't know. I, um, 
I love I love Facebook, not to interact with, but to peek into as though it were like a room in a house that like someone once told me someone had died in. <laughs> All right, so spoilers for the Meg. <laughs> it should be called it should be called the Megs. There are multiple yeah, but that's, Megs. That's that's still a spoiler though. That is a spoiler. The other question I have is the teeth on the sharks are different. So is the first Meg not technically a Meg? It looked more like a basking shark, but basking oh, I was gonna sharks say a nurse don't, shark. don't have teeth. The teeth. I'm it, out of my depth here. Oh, it, bad pun. It, it's, de- it's definitely a. Uh, oh Jesus! I just got his pun. <laughs> um, uh, it's definitely a megalodon. Like I can tell you that for sure. But it is not impressively big when they have it on that boat. Like I, I was looking at it and I was like, no, this should be like attempting to capsize this boat. Like, yeah, I was shocked that they were able to get it on the boat. Like, but haven't then, they lost like all of their their fucking like how many how many fucking uh, cranes uh, cranes do they have on this ship? Enough, Bill. The answer <laughs> is enough. Um, so. So let's. Uh, so what I was gonna say is, so Ruby Rose really nails the scene where Heller like gives up his life for her. Uh-huh. Yeah. I also, I also like how they only really paired up the Staith and um, Su Yin, uh-huh. who's played by Bing Bing Lee, and <laughs> like, because I kept wondering, like, you know, is like, is Mac and Lori gonna get together, or like, is DJ and Jacks gonna get together? Like, I was kind of concerned that they were gonna make it like a love fest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then I really just thought, like, I just want everyone to get together with Jason Statham. <laughs> like, like, I'd love for him to get together with Su Yin, with Jax, with DJ, get back together with Lori, have a moment mm-hmm. with The Wall. A character in this name, or a character in this yeah. movie is named The Wall. Yes. Yeah. I, and I, he was I, not I on Game of Thrones. No. Which is crazy. <laughs> Especially because his name is Olafur Dari Olafsson. And that is a yeah. Game of Thrones name That's if I've ever guy. heard one. Yep. Anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, again, spoilers. Uh, the whales die. I was upset by that. Yeah, yeah that's... They, they definitely bite that whale in half, and I was like, that's unnecessary. <laughs> and that was the baby. They'd already killed the mom. These sharks appear to have the metabolism of the Flash. <laughs> Like <laughs> yeah, it, my girlfriend when when we were walking out of this film, she said those sharks sure were hungry. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> They've been saving up. You know, you're down there in that that prehistoric other sea beneath our own ocean, and you're just like chomping down on squid, and you're like, you know, this just isn't doing it for me anymore. Another thing, apparently in the book, because the Meg was down in the darkness for so long, it couldn't see in the sunlight, so it only attacked at night. See, like that's that's too much though. Like that's that's too much but for I, this. <clears throat> this is dumb. This is super fucking stupid. But I did at some point wonder, like, how did it see down there? Like it keeps attacking light sources, but like what is it how is it alive in this utter darkness like everything yeah. down there was kind of bioluminescent and 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 like seemed adapted and then you just have what is essentially a very large great white shark also i don't know how it kept sneaking up on people it's huge 
Yeah, it's gigantic and like it keeps ramming into shit. Like it's not very subtle about like it being what it is. Um also this film definitely plays with like the fact that this thing moves really fast, but I'm like I don't know if it would be able to sustain that kind of like it's it, it you never see it do the cheetah thing where it like chases after something and then after a little bit is just like okay fuck this like give me a second like I gotta catch my breath because cheetahs definitely like start to hyperventilate after well, they a have a sprint point. yeah they they can yeah. only go so fast but like I don't know how fast a shark can move consistent I mean, they have to move it they have to move to live. Yeah, like, but it chases Jason Statham at full blast, seemingly for like a long period of time. And well, didn't I'm they like, say like they'd on. gone ten miles and it was still behind them? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. remember. It's it's, it's, it's fine. It's weird. The, a great white shark can move at thirty five miles per hour. The Meg is much bigger, so it's stronger. I guess I don't. I don't know how that math works out. I think I could have pretty easily walked away from the mic for five minutes, and you guys still could have been talking about that. <laughs> I was, I was just about to ask if you had anything to say. I mean, no. the way this movie ends, the way this movie ends, I was legitimately confused because they like say like you know you're we can't you can't launch your missile. They apparently made missiles and put them on their things, and it's like so how are you going to kill it? And he says evolution, as though that is a thing that has been talked about. Like, that's the point in the movie where, like, someone just keeps talking about, like, flypaper for whatever reason. And then it's like, oh, no, how are we going to kill this thing? And someone's going to go, my God, flypaper. All we have to do is create, a, like, an adhesive surface and put pheromones on it. And he says, evolution. And I'm just like, I don't think that's a callback. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. Like but I definitely... He definitely says something that is a callback, which is basically like, I'm going to make it bleed or something like that. This and I was just like, is like, that's not what? clever. Like, how are you going to kill literally anything? I'm just going to make it bleed. Like, I'll just fucking hurt it and then it will die. Right. Um, yeah. I was super I happy mean, that the every shark in the ocean came and destroyed it. I I was uh, very concerned about the fact that like all of these sharks apparently showed up for this giant feast, but none of them were feasting on anything but the giant shark. And I thought that was a little curious. Like Jason Statham just kind of sitting there in the water, definitely could have gotten not munched munched on by like a great white or something. Um, and they do have hammerhead shark which basically can't really eat like a human like hammer i don't know if y'all know anything about hammerheads but like they're not very like vicious they have very small mouths uh their eyes are in front of their mouths so you can kind of see where that would go wrong for a lot of ways so yeah uh hammerheads are not very like aggressive sharks that they're like primarily bottom feeding crustacean yeah yeah, uh, yeah. they their, their head so, is arranged that way so they can actually pick up the electromagnetic pulse of things that are buried in the sand um 
I and used yeah, to watch a lot so of Shark she, Week. <laughs> she she gets she like bumps a, a grape or a, a hammerhead out of the way from like chomping on him. And I was Which like, was, can't, okay. can't you just like make it a great white but like, a can't, or, or a bull or a tiger or no, anything? No, because you've already seen a giant Amico. great white like doing a bunch of stuff. I, I I laughed my ass off when she just like bumper card that fucking fish out of the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the uh, coolest. Um and she that's gets, my- I'm sorry. Go ahead, Michael. I was going to mention the the brief thing with uh, where the sharks are having a feeding frenzy with the with the Meg. My favorite image of the movie is the the shark coming out of uh, the throat oh, too. And they know they know they had a good image there, but I'm glad that they still included that because you know it, it had a, a resonance that a lot of the cinematography in this absolutely doesn't. <laughs> I actually, I, I really liked the scene where she was in the shark cage. That and, was um, like, and you could see the chum falling around her kind of like a rain. Oh, that looked cool. All right. Yeah, that was it is, it's Tom Stern. Uh, was a good uh, Clint Eastwood or regular I, DP. Yeah. I, I also enjoyed the fact that like halfway through her encounter with with the the big meg she realizes that this thing is not trying to actually like break the glass but just trying to swallow her whole swallow and, her whole yeah <laughs> and i thought that was appropriately like frightening i was like but oh wait, that was shit, like that was that was medium meg was that medium yeah because she shoots it full of like poison yeah oh jesus yeah yeah so if then, medium meg could swallow that that thing then you don't even want to know what big meg could have done could just yeah because big up. meg swallows swallows the other shark yeah <laughs> i See, am the, the size of the shark is kind of weird like up in the air like, yeah i was i was very much waiting for it to like swim past something and definitely like like turn up like capsize it or something like that like like all the swimmers and stuff like that in the beach i was expecting it to just like splash its tail and just like everybody just like r- rides like a tidal wave into like the sand just be like was, whoa what the hell definitely here? a point in the movie where i thought that when it did a turn it was gonna like do something like that but it didn't i am um, i need to know i need someone to tell me if that beach exists i guess it it probably does exist but like is everyone there in inner tubes all the time (laughs) that just seems like the most annoying fucking beach to go to yeah Yeah. if you're just kind of trying to casually swim you're you're basically gonna suffocate and die and it makes for a great image right because you get to like on a normal Mm -hmm. beach you only get people in like the first 15 feet of the surf but at this one they go out like 100 yards the isometric view is pretty cool. Yeah. But like, Jesus, like that's, I just was watching that and I was like, there's so many goddamn inner tubes. <laughs> and like, I've never understood the pla- the problem of plastic in our oceans more than I have right now. <laughs> like <laughs> how many of those inner tubes get lost every year? It was very, very upsetting. Well, um, there, the dog is, lives. there is a, there is a a sequence when it shows the Meg like swimming past that part of the ocean or that part of the beach, and I definitely notice like full on tubes of like suntan lotion and stuff like that yeah. on like rocks. And I was like, that's that's amazing. <laughs> also, there's a point after it's you know chomp chomped a couple of those those inner tube people that um you can see torn up inner tubes on its teeth. 
Yep. There's good little details like that. And Michael, again, I'm not trying to say this is a great movie, but I feel like (laughs) a worse or lazier movie wouldn't have like the detritus of a beach like on the ocean floor or wouldn't put like inner tubes on the shark's teeth. I do like that. Yeah, the, sh- the lotion was a good touch. Okay. Yeah, I, I know. That's what I'm saying. But there's like a more interesting movie trying to find its way out. And 100%. it never finds its there way is, There is a movie that is goofier and maybe like has a message of some kind. But like this movie is just like you just want to see the state fight a shark. And I'm like, yeah, that's all I really it's wanted. Like Fright Night. That's what I want. <laughs> oh, Fright Night. The remake, well, right? Sam Raimi doing this. Sam Raimi, Ra- Sam Raimi's version would be way meaner, though. So yeah, like that. <laughs> that different movie. Fat Chinese boy would die. <laughs> oh, that for sure. dog. That dog would be shown inside the Meg's like stomach. It, oh, and then, you know, and it would been... get devoured again by the Great Whites. You know, you know, what would have been fucking hilarious is if the dog got swallowed whole by the Meg, but then you saw the dog swim out through one of its gills. <laughs> There's so Jaws Jaws three when it's in like the the water park is a terrible movie, but I saw it as a child and I was deeply disturbed. No, the revenge is the fourth one. Okay. There's Jaws, Jaws two, wherein the chief of police is like, there's another Jaws and everyone's like, you're crazy, Brody. And then he's right. Um, And then there's Jaws 3D where it's like at SeaWorld or like a water park of some kind. And the, the Jaws gets in there. And um, it's terrible, but there is a scene where it swallows a scuba diver hole, and I saw it as a child, and I just remember being fucking goddamn terrified of that idea. And I just feel like this movie doesn't take advantage of that enough. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was I was 100% expecting that, like, Suyin would get swallowed, and then, like, everyone would be like, oh, we've lost her. And then she would, like, come out covered in blood and just be like, I fucking killed it. <laughs> I stabbed it with the poison that I was still holding and then I just chopped my way out of it. <laughs> I was definitely expecting the Meg that they like hold up on the crane to definitely eat the wall's face at yeah, some point. And same. I was just like, I was just like this. I've seen way too many of these movies. This shark is going to <laughs> fucking come back alive and it's going to eat you. Like, why are you being so, why are you being fun- so glib? This is a terrible yeah, idea. Like, like this, this, like wait, wait longer for it to be dead. Like I don't know, Jesus. Wait longer for it. To, wait until the seagulls have started picking at it. That's when yeah. you put your fucking face by it. Yeah. But like I, I, I loved the fact that that didn't happen, and that they scared him, and that he laughed, and they laughed, and then another shark ate him. Yeah, and then he just kind of hung out in the water after chumming the water. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because there are so many points in this movie where I was like, you're just going to get eaten by a normal shark, right? Like, there's, you're just, (laughs) oh my God. I do love, however, that like the scattering of a normal shark is, becomes like a signifier that the Meg is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was was pretty cool. And they definitely like, I wish... I don't know. There's there's something really really fun about this movie when Jason Statham is suiting up to go like stab it and you're just like 
what is this fucking movie? Like, I've seen way too many of these movies. Is this how he eats it? Like, no way this is how he eats it. Like, you're just like, this is the dumbest fucking idea. Like, y'all don't have any other personal watercraft or any other, like, just follow the Meg. Just follow it, I guess. But it could go or, deep, man. It could go deep. I, and then I you know, could accidentally but, shoot or explode a whale. <laughs> which is just hilarious but like, um, <laughs> yeah like that's that whole sequence i was like this has gotta be the dumbest idea of dumb ideas in any movie i've ever seen and well, i'm enjoying this so much there's a point like, where they say something so along the lines of like you can get in there safely because you're so small that this giant thing won't even think about you. Yeah. And they, I was like, you know make what? That point. I kind of dig that. Like I sort of enjoy yeah. that idea. Cause like in every movie, it's like, no matter how big the monster is, like it's going to fucking come after you at some point. And, um, like Godzilla was really good about that. Like no matter how, like, like the, the animals in Godzilla were just like viciously uninterested in humanity. <laughs> In any way, up until the point that, like, Aaron Taylor Johnson just, like, murdered their children. And that's when, like, the, the anger came in. But in this movie, it's legitimately, like, you're, you're so small. And it's so big. It doesn't matter. Like, you could swim right up to it. it it's fine. Just, like, don't do any panicked motions. Mm-hmm. And he does. And then, and then everything seems like it's going to be fine. And then it's not. Yeah, because otherwise this movie would be... Not chasing, but chasing like a thousand other sharks and like minuscule other creatures and things like that. And just right. like, oh, yeah, this is not a movie anymore. It's like, so it's, no, it's, it is <laughs> just like a three hour long movie of the Meg eating various other creatures in the ocean. Melody can direct it. That would be awesome. I would be down for oh, that. Oh, boy. Um, Guys, I just want to point out I ended up on the Sharknado wiki thing. And there are six Sharknados, which, whatever. Fine. But I do want to point out that there is a Sharknado documentary called Sharknado Heart of Sharpness. So I just <laughs> oh, wanted to no. tell you that's a thing that exists in the world. Oh, God <laughs> damn it. Uh. <laughs> it's not now just... <laughs> i now i have to know that something called heart of sharkness exists you absolute bastard um here's the thing the i have read the other meg novel summaries so did i i am cousin. legitimately interested in the continuation of this as a series as long as they hew even slightly close to the madness that those books go to but this movie doesn't end with the Meg being pregnant. No. So we're not going to get Angel. There is not a post-credit, right? Because I kind of felt like there was going to be a sequel tease right at the end. And then it goes right to credit. I legitimately right? thought that when he sliced the Meg open, like a couple of baby sharks were going to come out. I mean, that's still a possibility. Uh, you could just retcon it, you mean? Yeah, sure. Why It'll not? be like how they made Deckard Shaw, the guy who killed Han in... um fast whatever oh yeah yeah what's what's really funny is that i thought i was alone in that and then on twitter uh someone whom i follows uh, and i were talking about this movie and she said i wanted to cut it open and have a bunch of smaller sharks swim out of its stomach (laughs) and i was like i am 100 glad that i'm not the only person who had that insane idea 
Oh man. But um, you know, the the novels like they start exploring more that like pre I was going to say prelapsarian, that's not right. Um that like prehistoric <laughs> sea and like you get a bunch of like dinosaur shit coming out and I feel like I'm down for well, that. I want that the, in my they, life. Yeah. They set up enough that there are two Megs that have escaped and they only think there's one. So there's definitely the possibility that more than just the two could escape, well, especially yeah, if, sure. if yeah, they're definitely. like smaller, like that would make even more sense right, if they were like, ba- yeah, a couple of babies and we didn't notice them until Maybe holy like, shit. Like, got out too. a Leopleurodon. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. A Mosasaur, um, an Ichthyosaur. No, though, like, they could definitely do that. And also, <laughs> the only thing keeping them down there is that that one layer is super cold. So what you really are building up to is, like, Meg 7, like, you know, the real, the the one where, like, they really start getting into, like, climate change alarmism. And they're like, the, the oceans have warmed to the point that the thermoclime isn't cold enough anymore. And now suddenly the oceans are just teeming with the prehistoric flora and fauna that we never thought we'd have to deal with. And so what you get is a bunch of scientists dropping giant ice cubes all over the ocean. Uh, yeah. The thermoclime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. It would be like sunshine, oh but instead of using a giant bomb to, you know, restart the sun or whatever, it would be a bunch of people with like uh, upside down cans of compressed air. <laughs> We've all done that, right? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. Any so yeah I you know I'm down for more Megs as long as they keep going crazy I want I want more crazy up the crazy factor keep the Statham keep keep Bing Bing Lee keep uh Suya Sophia Kai really keep everyone even find a way to bring Rain Wilson back if you want I don't give a shit <laughs> guys John Cena could have been the lead in this movie this that would have been a, that would have been a worse point. movie that would really yeah. Wow. I think he's good in a comedy, but in a movie like this that's not willing to go full tilt into comedy, you need the Stath. Statham's a good presence. Have you seen like The Marine or like any of the other John Cena like action films? Like he doesn't pop on screen as a good screen presence in like a flat action film. This is certainly a flat action film. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that by making you realize again how uninteresting this movie is, I could get you on my side. I, I just also just learned that that John Turbletaub is making an It's a Small World movie for Disney. Based off the Disney ride. Well, that's before they s- discover his tweets. Oh, no. What, what did he say about child molestation? Uh, is he, he for or against it? <laughs> Look, we should all know by now that everyone in Hollywood is totally on board with it, right? That's, yeah, that's how that works. Uh, uh, sorry, I, it's not like I lost interest. I just got distracted. <laughs> by, by thinking about John Turtletop molesting a child. Yeah. Of course, who hasn't been there? Oh, no. Um, so let's, uh, I'm done. I'm not done talking racist, about the Meg. but definitely a pedophile. Oh, uh, boy. Are those our choices in celebrities nowadays? They're either secretly like a racist anti-Semite or they're secretly like a child secretly? molester. Or they're just sexist. They're secret until they're not, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Mel Gibson was secret until he definitely wasn't secret anymore. 
Kevin Spacey was like an open secret that then became like a screamed out loud truth. And then that one, that one director guy that everyone's pissed off they're, about. They're, is just they're an like idiot. they're like the Megs. They they just we all <laughs> pretended that they didn't didn't exist, and then and then Statham's just sitting on the side, and he's just like, I fucking told y'all. That's right. Just like oh yeah, okay, I guess. Anyway, uh, let's let's not keep up this conversation about you know <laughs> yeah, Hollywood <that's>... pedophilia <laughs> and racism <laughs> and sexual assault. And everything else that this horrible fucking industry brings into the world. Let's talk about movies. Um, unfortunately, it's the end of the review, so we don't get to what? talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> However, like, <laughs> if you'd love to talk about movies with us further outside of the context of listening to us on your commute or while you're, I don't know, avoiding your family, um, come and become a patron by going to patreon.com slash the film stage show and give us your money. You get access to our Slack channel raffles super cool stuff like that and you help me to pay off this new computer and you help us to go see movies and uh yeah that's that and yell at teenagers yeah you got to get michael out into the world more so that he can yell at more teenagers we're trying to turn michael into a crotchety old man as quickly as possible if you think i'm a horrible human being i'm available on twitter (laughs) (laughs) um what else (sighs) uh movie speaking about movies that are awesome Movie is our, uh, our our partner in crime here, helping us to create this show. So go to mubi.com slash filmstage for a free 30-day trial so you can see all the cool shit that is on Movie. you still got time Tip for Donnie Toe! Yes. You've also <laughs> still got time for that Francois uh, Ozon retrospective. Don't forget Certified Copy by Abbas Kiristami, which is just fantastic. Um... What was the other one? I feel like there was another thing that I saw on there the other day, and I was like, oh shit, this is a fucking great movie. Uh, Werewolf by Ashley McKenzie from a couple oh, of years oh, ago. Oh, you, you've seen that? I have not, but I've heard it's great. Okay, yeah, same. Uh, Bill, <laughs> you've still got time to see Norte, The End of History, mm. which I know you're excited for. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Um, it's only four and a half hours. Yeah. So if you just pretend it's three films, you'll love it. Anyway, uh, that is all for today. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, well, I guess I should say again. M-U-B-I.com slash filmstage. So that is all for today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we hope you've had fun listening to us talk about the Meg. And remember, uh, we'll be back next week with our review of Black Klansman. In the meantime, let's still find people at home where we can be found between now and then. Michael Snydell. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at at Snydell, where I will be writing my own Meg fan fiction, yeah. and uh, on Letterbox at uh, Michael Snydell. <laughs> Bill Graham. Uh, you can find me watching a double billing of Deep Blue Sea and Piranha 3D on Netflix because it's definitely on there. <laughs> Oh, is it? Um, That's awesome. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Cable BFG on Twitter, and then you can also find me on that Patreon channel, that Sweet Sweet Patreon channel. Yeah, check us all out on that Sweet Sweet Patreon channel. Remember to go to patreon.com slash the film stage show to give us your money. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brian J. Rowan, personal site, dearfilm.net, and of course, thefilmstage.com. And uh, that's it. That's all you need to know. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us, and tune in next week. Oh,